Welcome back to another episode of Lonely Town, a killer's podcast. It's Jimmy and Derek, and we're going to break down the getting by part two because there's plenty of getting by going around right now on this deluxe album. Jimmy, how are you doing? Good. We need to want to remind everybody about our social media accounts that we'd love you to follow. We have a Facebook page, Lonely Town, a killer's podcast. We also have an Instagram account where we post pictures of Nephi and other killers related stuff that's Lonely Town Podcast on Instagram. And we would love to have you review us and give us a give us a rating that you feel is appropriate as long as it's five stars. As long as long as it's in that, that range. But <laughs> between yeah. five and five. Five and five and a half if you have to have go out on a on a limb there. But uh, no, it, it helps uh, people find us. I mean obviously um, the more popular we get, the more people know about the show, the the bigger the guests that we can attract and get would be. So uh, we appreciate everybody that's came on. We've had some really amazing guests. We have some really cool things lined up coming in the future. But if you could do that for us, you don't have to even write a review. You can just leave uh, your star ratings on Apple or uh, Spotify. I know for sure if you want to say some words down there, that would be great. Um, we're doing really well over in Ireland. And uh, the, the a young lady, I believe, that left us a review the other day put that she was from Ireland. So... If you want to represent where cool. you're from, if you're from Nephi, if you're from uh, Ireland, if you're from the UK, uh, go down and put it in the comments there and, and let everyone know where you're listening from. And, and we appreciate everyone that does that. So thanks. If you already have, or, or if you haven't, maybe steal your parents' phone and do it, or, or neighbors, I don't know. But uh, we appreciate everybody that's been uh, giving us positive feedback. It, it keeps uh, me and Jimmy going. Yeah, when your dad's splashing water on his face, getting ready to go to work, just grab that phone and... Find it real quick. Give Sometimes five when, that, stars. when that morning alarm goes off, you need all the motivation you can you can get to get up and, and get get the getting by going on. So one of the things I thought would be fun to do as we review the deluxe version episodes is to give each one a subtitle that kind of explains why what's special or what's different about it. And for the getting by two, the one word description that comes to mind as I listen to it is sky. So this is a version where he repeats multiple times, when I look up, all I see is sky. Sky. When I look up, all I see is sky. Just repeats a lot. And so, uh, you know, I think the getting by two, that's for me. What differentiates it for me is the repetition of the word sky. Yeah, obviously they come in and it's a little more up-tempo. Uh, I, I believe this is the version they've been playing live. I think I heard somewhere. Uh, I don't remember if it was a Brandon interview or where it came from, but this was more designed for a live crowd, kind of fits in better with their their other style of songs, more up-tempo, but it definitely does that, and it's something that we'll go through with the, all these versions, but it's strange how a basic concept of, of words can, I mean, it, the lyrics are a little different in this version, and I'm sure we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that, but it's to me, it's strange how uh, the music can change a feeling or a mood of the same basic story. It goes from... Uh, what we talked about in the original version to this one's, I don't know, it's got a little more energy to it. It's not so, I, I don't want to say melancholy. I'm, I'm trying to think of the original one. I've been hearing so many different versions, it's hard <laughs> to remember the original one. But the the original one was a little more peaceful, a little more thought-provoking, uh, almost reverence of his father going to work and doing this job. And, and that's kind of how we related it to, or, you know, questioning his his faith and, and what am I doing all this for to this is, this is almost like an upbeat hymnal, like a like a Southern Baptist revival type version of a song. So it, it, to me, it's just kind of interesting to see how it's the same basic story, 
but the music can change that feeling so much. And somebody that's not real musically inclined, I guess uh, maybe I'm coming to an epiphany late in life that a lot of people have already known, but it's, it's, it's cool to see all these different versions, how that happens. Yeah, it definitely stands out with all these versions. You don't often get five different versions of the same song from the same artist. So, it, it, you know, you'll get covers where someone will do it acoustically or with a piano or, you know, they'll do different versions where you can get a different feel. But usually it's not the same artist that's that's putting out five versions of the same song. And for me, the one part that stands out in this uh, Getting By Two version is how the tone of the song changes the meaning of the, f- the phrase, hold on. In the original version, you know, it says, hold on till the getting's good. It just feels more like a be patient, it'll get better, or, you know, if you just endure this, things will turn out better in the end. And with the the Getting By 2 version, where it's so much more upbeat, when it repeats, hold on, can you hold on, hold on, it, it just gives more of an optimistic feel to it, where it's more like, you can make it, hold on, you're going to do it. It's not necessarily, hold on, you're going to make it, things it's will almost, get better, it's, it's hold almost, on. It's almost a question, like, can you hold on? To, uh, to when things get better. Like, it's not, is it going to get better? Uh, when I look up, is the, uh, all I see is sky definitely comes through, but, you know, I don't see the mansions necessarily, but it's almost that optimistic view of can you make it, can you endure, can you hold on until things do get better. That definitely does come across in this song. Like we were talking about a little earlier, uh, there have been some, some changes in the lyrics, and, you know, there's no way of knowing what the original or, or whatever context of all that was. But one thing that came across to me is, uh, you know, the original version we were talking about, Dad getting up early, going to work, uh, quiet as a mouse, Mom doesn't doesn't hear him, and she has her, her uh, dishwater days and, and that. But uh, the sadness in her eyes in this version, I don't know why, but that struck a chord with me. Not only is he getting up early, going to work, trying not to disturb anything, but... Uh, the only thing that changes in the day is the sadness in her eyes. And to me, that kind of hit a chord of, you know, it's not just him trying to hold on and get by and, and wondering, you know, can we make it? Is it the goal that we're looking for? Is the matches in the sky? But almost comes across in her face, too, of like, man, we're we're killing ourselves. We're working. We're doing everything we're supposed to be doing for this mansion, you know, in the afterlife. And, and almost all she's got that changes is from probably when you're freshly married or, you know, young in love, uh, you have that vigor, you got that energy going, you got that young lust or whatever, to now it just the only thing that changes is her eyes get sadder by the day. And I don't know why, but that, that really struck a chord with me to, to like, wow, that's uh, that's pretty deep. I mean, you know, uh, with this story that I've never, I don't even remember if that's in the original version, but it definitely jumped out to me in this one. Yeah, it's definitely new. And um, he ends that verse with asking if the whole dream that they started with was alive, you know, make the whole premise of how they started their life together might have been a false premise. It's kind of a hard, hard realization to come to. Yeah, I had with that, uh, it's all a lie. I mean, I could be uh, referring to the American dream, you know, the White House, the picket fence, the, the going to work, building a family together. You can have some religious implications if that's all a lie. Um, there's a lot of different roads you can go down there. But uh, yeah, it just makes you sit and wonder if this whole thing was a lie. And then it goes into this, like, almost a, a Springsteen. I know uh, you, you reached out to Waddy when this first came out and asked him about that, but it really does have that kind of a feel of, like, a, a Bruce Springsteen song. I know Brandon gets a lot of these comparisons, but it's hard to miss it on this one. Yeah, as far as the lyric changes in, in the beginning, uh, Dishwater Days is in the first version, but it's not this early in the song, and it quickly turns to being about, I assume, 
the man's spouse, who doesn't hear him when he's splashing water on his face. And I think in the first version, it doesn't really mention her after, after you get past that point. And I noticed on this version is it brings in a few more family relationships that aren't there in the, in the original version. And there's obviously the husband or the dad who's getting ready and going to work and wondering uh, where his mansion in heaven is. And then there's the wife that in the first version is not mentioned much at all. And here is brought up. It says she doesn't notice. And I wondered what, what it is she's not noticing. And that's a question that I, I still have that I don't think's necessarily mentioned in the lyrics. And then, of course, in the first version, it talks about boy, swallowed up your every step, boy, if it could, and put another day in sun. That's not in this version, but the one thing that stuck out to me the most about these relationships is that there's one word that he puts in there uh, in the middle of all these sky references. He says, mother, can you tell me why? And that's not, that's not in the first version. There's no mother. You know, if, this, if the protagonist of the story is the husband and he's talking about his wife, and he's saying, boy, in one of our earlier episodes, I mentioned how I thought later on, I wondered if the, the end of the song was God talking to his son, uh, telling him to hold on till it was getting good. And this version where this, the protagonist says, mother, can you tell me why when I look up all the sea sky? It took me back to only the young from Brandon's solo career, where uh, we mentioned with Chappie, he says, mother, it's cold here. Father, thy will be done. He kind of brings in the mother and heavenly father. And to me, that's that's what he's bringing back in here when he says, Mother, can you tell me why? It's not, you know, there's no mother in the song besides his wife. So I, I thought that was interesting to that one word This kind of changed the, the dynamics of the relationships of the characters in the song. And this is going way too deep into the lyrics, but it's one, of the, it's one of the few differences between... <laughs> This version and all the others. Uh, that's what uh, that's what we do in this podcast is we break it down probably way too much for even our own good, but hopefully it's uh, something the listeners can can benefit from or get a different perspective from. And you know, mother could mean uh, several different things, but that's definitely one of the contexts that could be, especially with uh, the song. It could be the mother growing up was the one that told him all these stories and and fed him this thing that might be a lie. It could be you know a few different aspects there, but definitely. When he's shouting at the sky and mother, can you tell me why? It would uh, make sense in that context. Um, another thing that kind of came across to me is, uh, you know, it's going back to that boy. If it could, it'd swallow you up every every step. Is uh, just that idea of, of life will just get you if you'll let life come and swallow you. And we all know people that have done that. There's there's people that start off and you know you're gonna grab the world and you're gonna make it your. Uh, you're going to own the world or you're going to be, be something and you meet them a few years later down the road or you see what happened and, and life can be really tough and can swallow up people. It can, you know, can be cruel. Um, you know, that the world is a tough place. Uh, and depending on how you counteract that or, you know, sometimes it's just the, the luck of the draw, but, uh, just the song kind of reiterates that to me is that, uh, life will get you if you will let it. Like, are you going to fight it every day or you can keep the battle up or are you just going to give up and let, let life and the world take you in and, and eat you up and spit you out? Uh, I, I don't know why, but in this version, that's another thing that just kind of came across to me is it's this, you know, upbeat, like, tell me why, all I see is sky, but there's also that underbelly or that uh, that understory tone of if you're not careful, life's going gonna, it, gonna to get you and it'll spit you out. Like, you got you to gotta be on guard. Yeah, and I think this definitely sounds more of a like a battle cry to to fight against that than the, the original version for sure. And then it comes back to yeah, can you make it till the getting's good? Kind of like how we opened up. It's uh, 
Can you fight long enough until this turns around? Obviously, this guy going to work, waking up early, trying to leave the house, whether or not that's Brandon's father uh, throughout the song, or if it was just a reference to him, a nod to him at the first of it, we, we don't know. But it's, can you can you keep doing this? Can you keep going out every day? Can you keep, you know, looking up uh, for your mansion in the sky? Can you keep doing this this fight day in, day out? And can you endure into, until it turns out to be good? And I think that's something that everybody can, can struggle or relate to, whether or not you're Brandon that's, that's touring the world. I'm sure being a rock star is not easy. Uh, or a guy that's just, you know, trying to make it through through middle school. We've talked a little bit about that, uh, just growing up, how awkward that can be. And everywhere in between, there's different struggles in life. But can you keep that fight up? Can you keep your head up? Can you keep moving forward until it changes, until you get that big record deal, until you find your clique of friends, until you understand that math problem or, or you know, get that raise or get a new boss or whatever that is in your life. Can you keep that fight up? And I think uh, this is a lot more motivational, you know, uh, song for, for that, at least that upbeat feeling. One of the things I thought for this song was a different subtitle besides this guy was the getting by two rage against the pressure machine. <laughs> so Derek, I can't stop bringing up rage against the machine and the Spanish for concert. But the reason I put it in here is because, uh, this song for me, especially with this tone, this version two, is like you mentioned, to continue to fight and work hard till you get what you're looking for in life. And the theme that comes with the album title, Pressure Machine, there's a lot of pressure to provide for your family, to live right. And for me, this is a battle cry. This is a battle cry to fight and rage against the pressure machine. There you go. Well, I have to. I have to clarify something. Uh, when we first covered this song, I talked about the people who have never touched sand and how brand new people. And I think I went kind of hard on there's people from Nephi that have never been to the ocean, and, and this isn't made up. Brandon knows these type of people. I was just on vacation, and I was at the beach, and I was on the sand, and this would replay in my mind, this uh, velvet <laughs> piece of sand or whatever. And I thought that was kind of interesting how you kind of get those uh, something earworms. Like ear, earworms. This was kind of my earworm while I was on the beach. Uh, but I kind of got talking and, and we're spending time with family and, and friends and, and people from Nephi. And I came to a realization, not only is there people that haven't went because of whatever reason, there's people that don't want to leave Nephi. There are people that don't want to leave Juab, uh, to go on vacation. If you were to say, I'm going to take you to a beach or, or we're going to go do this or whatever, there's people that would just not want to do it. They, they're just happy and content with their lives. They like it in Nephi. They like it in that area. You know, a vacation to them might be just going out and camping on Nebo. It might be just going out west, uh, going to the sand dunes, touching that velvet piece of sand out on the sand Nebo, dunes. Yeah. Uh, but there's there's a lot of, maybe not a lot, I always say a lot and, and stuff, but there's a certain population that's just content, that's that's home to them, that's just as good as being in uh, Hawaii or, or anywhere else, Disneyland, anything like that. Um, so I think I kind of went heavy when we first covered it with, there's these poor people that just will never have that experience because they'll never go and, and touch the ocean. And Brandon knows these people. There's also a, a contingency that uh, are just content with Nephi, and that's great. That's all they want. So I thought I'd I'd say that. Well, we had a spot. I mean, we got four other getting bys. I guess I could have brought it up by, but that was just kind of crossing my mind. Of uh, I probably went a little little heavy on that uh, the first, but there's the other side of people that just I mean them it is zion like we were talking about with the west hills so i uh, just thought i'd mention that yeah one thing that i thought of this time that i didn't on the original was uh, on that same lyric to talk about what you can see and what you can't see 
he's talking about people in maybe from Nephi who've never seen the ocean. But at the same time, he's talking about how when he looks up, all he sees is sky. He can't see beyond just the sky. So my question for myself was, would I rather be someone who's never seen the ocean or someone who can't see beyond the sky? And I think, you know, it's just different perspectives and experiences that we all have that are different. And just just because they're different doesn't mean one's better than the other. And our experience is more sometimes more than just what we see with our eyes. It's sometimes what we what we believe. And there's a whole gamut you can run from religious belief and travel experience and everyone's different and everyone has different preferences and that's okay yeah he definitely uh opens that that faith question there and, and like you said you can go a million different ways with that i i just wrote a note that he he believes but he still questions and i don't think that's uncommon um in society today i don't think it's uh, necessarily anything uh tied to you know the lds faith i think a lot of people that have religion or have some belief in, in a God, you know, you might believe or you might have some sort of a, a feeling that there might be an afterlife or there's greater things to come if you can hold on. Uh, but there's still questions there. You know, there's still things that can come in as far as, you know, I, I believe this, but when I look up, I don't see anything. I can't see beyond the, the sky or I can't, you know, see this getting any better in my life. But but you still have that belief. And I, I think that came through in this a little more if, if you can hold on. For the good, you know, you'll get to the beach. You'll 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 get the the mansions if you can just hold on and, and do it. That uh, this guy's got the faith. He, he's built in there. He's got the the belief. It's not like he doesn't uh, believe what he's saying. You know, he makes it a point to say, "I'm I'm no backslider." In the original, here he's you know I I believe, uh, but still there's there's those questions or those doubts that come to the surface of, of his mind. And I think you know not even religion related, which I think this obviously is. Uh, you know, you might have a favorite sports team or, or whatever. You believe they're going to win that game, but they make a mistake and you start to doubt. Like, are they going to do this? Can they do this? Can I hold on until they win? Am I going to stay aboard? Am I going to jump ship? Um, you know, I, I turn think, the TV off and walk out. Turn Can't the TV off. You know, and the same with, I mean, you can do that with anything in life. I think this is obviously uh, based towards faith, but I think if you're you're not necessarily religious or have those kind of beliefs, uh, you can relate it in different areas of your life, of, of you know, relationships with people. You believe that your husband's not out cheating on you, but there's that bit of you that when he goes out or has to work late, is he or isn't he, you know, can you hold on? Do you believe it? Or you, you can't see the beach, but you believe it's there. All that kind of stuff. I think it can be related in different aspects of life. Obviously, uh, here, I think it is definitely built with faith and you know the pressure of is there is there this matching up in the sky is is heaven real is god out there but i'm a believer so uh i don't know this one comes across more of just like a, a rock anthem i don't i feel like that southern baptist i don't know if it was because it was in that church where the video is or whatever but it came across a little more lively i can see why they're playing it live i really enjoyed this version i think it wouldn't fit in the original album. Sure. But if it was just to be a song about Nephi that was released, I think I like this version probably the best as a standalone uh, getting by. The last uh, lyric I noticed that's different that I wanted to point out that you just touched on is uh, the other versions of getting by say, you know, I believe in the sun. I ain't no backslider. And to me, that sounds like even if he has doubts, he's not going to stop going to church or stop believing maybe out more out of a cultural thing or a society, you know, he's, he doesn't want to be seen as, you know, a backslider is just like a, a way to label someone who, who doesn't believe. And he doesn't want to have that label, even though it might fit. <laughs> yeah. Almost, almost like he's a quitter or something. Yeah. He's, he's going to work hard. He's waking up. He's, he's doing that. He's not, he's not 
slacking there, and he's he's not going to slack here at uh, church either. Yeah, but in the getting by two, instead he says, you know I believe, you know I can't deny it. So that, I think, is a big difference, um, even though it's just a few words, where he's not just trying to avoid being called a backslider, but he's it's an, it's an inner conviction that he can't deny. So even if though he does have doubts, he's got uh, enough of a, a faith base or foundation that he can't deny the experiences that he's had that are kind of giving the, the questions meaning, probably, that, you know, if he didn't have that, it would be easy to just walk away when he had questions. But he's had an experience that he can't deny, so um, he's, he's trying to work through these questions because of that, I think. Yeah, I think that's a good, a good uh, pick up there. Is there is quite a difference between being a backslider and, and uh, not wanting to deal with social, uh, whatever neighbors asking why you're not coming to church anymore or anything like that versus you have something personally uh, that you can't deny it. You, you believe it and for whatever reason you have something that you can't deny and questioning it that way. I think those are two different parallels to look at it from. So that's a great catch. So the other thing we need to mention on this is this one has a featured artist, so to speak. It does say... The Getting By 2 featuring Lucius. I don't know Lucius very well. I had to look into who they are, uh, this group that does some of the backing vocals on the track. But uh, of note for Killers fans is they also uh, do some backing vocals on My God from Imploding the Mirage. So it's someone that the Killers have worked with before. It's something that's hard for me to notice when, when it's them singing and the regular backup singers from, from the tours. So, But I wanted to mention that because I think it's the, besides the the duet with Phoebe Bridgers, it's the only version that has a, a featured artist that's in the title. Yeah, I don't know uh, anything about Lucius, but shout out to Lucius, and uh, good good work. Keep it up, yeah, the killers keep calling you back, you must be doing something right. Last thing I've got, you know, since I subtitled this in my mind as the Sky version of Getting By, I thought I have to give you guys a Nephi-related Sky story. <laughs> we have to make it about Nephi, right? Uh, yeah, that's the, so, that's, the whole, that's the whole point of the pressure machine. Derek, do you know what eye floaters are? Okay, are those the glider things? No, eye floaters are things that are on the back, I guess on the back of your cornea, that when you look at um, something with high contrast or something bright, you see these spots or these little squiggles in your eyesight. They're called floaters because as you look around, they stay, they they move with your eyes. And uh, when I was growing up in Nephi, I guess it was after I grew up, there was a point in my life uh, I think it was during college, during the summers, I worked at Horizon Metals, a foundry in Nephi that was owned by our, our friend's dad. And it was a hard job. And when we would go on break, there were times when I would just have to go outside and lay down on the concrete, just relax and, and rest for a minute. And I would look up at the sky, the Nephi sky, and I would see these little spots in the blue of the sky. And you see in mansions? Started worrying. It wasn't a mansion. It scared me a little. So I went to the optometrist and he did this, you know, dilates your eyes and everything and, and told me about floaters that he said, as long as it doesn't get worse, it's not a bad thing. It's a pretty common thing that uh, it's a condition that I found out that I have that sometimes when I look like we're in a room with a white wall, I can look at it. If I think about it, I can find these little floaters that I first noticed when I looked up at the Nephi sky. You looked up all, all I see is sky, Jimmy. Yeah, and all I see is floaters. It's a funny name, huh? Floaters. It's a, it's a good one. I was thinking uh, down with the airport, they have uh, every now and again they'll have the people, gliders, the gliders yeah. that will come in and glide. So I thought maybe they were called floaters. I didn't, I didn't know, but now I do. And knowledge is power. Thanks for listening to the Getting by Two. We'll see you next time on the Getting by Three. 
This is Derek and Jimmy signing off with another episode down from Lonely Town. Yeah.